Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 22. Back to school, back to school, to prove to daddy I'm not a fool. What is a little scary is that the people actually going back to school are probably too young to even get that reference. But Regardless, I hope everybody had a great long weekend. It was a scorcher. I heard it was here in the city as well. I actually was down south for a family wedding in North Carolina, y'all. And uh, yeah, had myself a good time. Hope you guys did too. But it looks like we're going to get some extended summer, which is nice for like TIFF coming up and stuff. But it is really stinking hot. It's like that hot outside where... No matter what, everything is moist. I just went to go pick up my mail, and it was moist. But I'm no Bill Nye, so we're not here to talk about moisture. What we are here to talk about today is rock and roll, baby. And today, we got, like, rock royalty on the show. That's right, we got John Crabby from The Dead Daisies. Uh, And even if you haven't listened to The Dead Daisies yet, you've probably heard the name before because John Crabby's been... Well, let's see. He replaced Vince Neil in Motley Crue for an album. Uh, he was a guitarist for Rat, uh, and he was the frontman of The Scream. That's right. Legend. And I mean, the Dead Daisies themselves are like a super group. They've got guys who have played with uh, the Rolling Stones and Guns N' Roses and Thin Lizzy and In Excess, you name it. So John and I had, there was a lot I wanted to talk to John about, and I'm sure we could have spoken for hours, but we did get cut short because it was like, it was like an hour before showtime. We were upstairs at the Phoenix and like the opening band was playing downstairs. But we got a lot packed into that time and it was just, it was a really cool experience. Not only meeting John, but like I said, it was like an hour before showtime. So when I got taken upstairs, I think the band thought I was part of a meet and greet and they were handing me signed posters and guitar picks and I was shaking a whole bunch of hands and it was cool. And even after the interview with John, the room that we did the interview in was was holding all the guys' guitars and their guitarist, Doug Aldrich, who has played with like Whitesnake and Dio, was like warming up and just shooting the breeze with me while I packed my stuff. And so for a rock and roll enthusiast like myself, it was a really kind of surreal, cool experience. And what is really cool and interesting and that this podcast has exemplified to me many times is that even these people who are superstars rock stars you know with crazy amounts of talent and who have traveled the world and met anyone you can name of is at the end of the day they're just regular dudes and they want to have regular conversations like the rest of us you know even if they are standing there in their leather pants and open spandex shirt with chest hair waving about but they they are they're like you and me just their talent has happened to throw them in the public eye and amplified their personality in front of everyone but anyways, moving on, the Dead Daisies, they're currently on tour for their latest album, Burn It Down, which came out in April. And let's have, as per usual, five songs by the Dead Daisies recommended by the Adamantium for you to check out at your own will. Starting with their latest single, Dead and Gone, from Burn It Down, and then going back in their discography, the second song I would recommend is called Song and a Prayer. Third song is called Mexico. Fourth song is called With You and I. And finally, my last recommendation is their first single, which was Lock and Load, which even features Slash on guitar. So enjoy that. Before we get started with the interview, 
Just a friendly public service announcement. If you are listening on iTunes, please leave us a review and a rating so we may get more kick-ass interviews. And of course, you can follow along the podcast on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, yada, yada, yada. Here's episode 22 with John Krabby of the Dead Daisies. Enjoy, everyone. Rock and roll! Ah, no really appreciate it. We're here with John Krabby from the Dead Daisies. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, for one, it's really cool getting a chance to talk to you. I really oh, appreciate it. Um, really cool year for you guys. I mean, you guys were here just a year ago mm-hmm. uh, playing Lee's Palace. Yep. Um, and in that time, you guys released a new album, Burn It Down, and a lot of good things happening. Yeah, we've been busier than shit, man. We... Uh, um, well, we toured all last year. We started the record, I think, and we went uh, last week of October. We started writing in New York, and then we went back to Nashville, where I live, and uh, recorded with Marty Fredrickson yeah. in, in November, um, beginning in December, and then we took off for the holidays, and uh, we dropped the record, I think, first week of April. Yeah. And we've been... Well, we started rehearsing in March, and we were we started our tour in Glasgow, and we've been going off and on since. We've been to Europe, Japan, back to Europe. Now we're doing the states. Just a couple miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll do the states for about a month or so, five weeks, and then we do the Kiss cruise, and then it's back to Europe again to close this thing yeah. out till like December. Nonstop. Twenty first or second. Yeah. yeah. Nonstop. It's been crazy. So when's the next time you're gonna get back to Nashville? <laughs> um, well, uh, we're, we're playing on the uh, September 4th. Okay. So I'll be home for a day or two because I think we have a day off before. And then um, I'm home. I do get a little break before we go back over to Europe. So I'll have about three or four weeks off. Um, after I'll be home the 17th of September. Yeah. And I was so. looking even last year, your guys tour. I mean, you, you guys have covered pretty much every inch of the globe. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's well. I mean, there's still a few places we haven't gotten to yet, like Indonesia and places like that. But we've been to Japan, South America, North America, um, all through Europe, the UK. Um, what are from some of your favorite spots? You know, honestly, now it's been crazy. Like the UK has just embraced this band like beyond belief. Um, our first tour was completely sold out before we even got there. Yeah. Like, I mean, there wasn't a ticket to be had yeah. for any of the shows. And then we went to Japan, which was also sold out. But we came back and we did a few festivals and they added a couple of uh, club shows. Yeah. You know, and it, it just immediately they're, they're selling out like almost immediately. So we're going back a third time. Right. And all the shows again are already sold out. You know what so I mean? UK's so UK's been UK's really showing us a lot of love. But I mean, it's been everywhere though. Germany, France. Um, we're going to Italy in November. Um, just everywhere we've been going, it's been great. You know, North America's a little slower coming to the party. Yeah, I mean, but um, it's it's getting there. 
it's it's coming along. In general, I find that about North Americans, we know our music, but we're not uh, as actively out there. I find you know if you if you watch shows from South America, you can see you know the the intensity that the crowd has, and they know they know the words better than the artists do. You know. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's just weird. I think there's a different. Um, it's just a different mentality, like. And I'm not taking a piss out of America or Canada no, right. or anything like that. It's just, you know, there's just so much shit to do. Um, there's, it, it's so big. I mean, the country's both. There's so big Canada and America. It's massive. Mm-hmm. And there's so much stuff to do. And, and I just think that... Um, well, we're kind of overprivileged. Uh, well, know, I don't want to say overprivileged. Even, overstimulated, yes, I think. And yeah, it's yeah. just like we're like, eh, I'll go see him the next time. You know what I mean? Right. Where... Everywhere else, it's, uh, I mean, you would think in Japan, like that city is just like boom, boom, bustling all the Mm -hmm. time. But for some reason, you know, once they attach themselves to a band, it's kind of a lifelong thing. Commitment, yeah. Yeah, like where here, um, well, you'll know. I I mean, it's funny. Like I use Nickelback as an example. Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, what is it, five years ago, six years ago you'd turn a radio on and just go anywhere and listen for right. a minute or two you were bound to hear a Nickelback song yeah and now it's like <clears throat> I don't want to say nobody gives a fuck but it's almost it's getting that right. way yeah. where it's like they're so burned out on Nickelback or they're so burned out on whatever whatever's the flavor the, whatever right now, the flavor yeah. of the month is and then you know all the radio overplay the shit out of them and it's like everybody just moves on to the, to next, the next thing, yeah. thing you know now it's Greta Von Fleet yeah and I feel bad you know I'm, I, I mean they're freaking amazing though oh, they are <laughs> yeah they are. my biggest beef with that band and it's not even with the band it's okay. with the press okay is they're touting they're billing them as Led Zeppelin the new Led Zeppelin yes, yeah. and it's like I'm sorry dude I'm a fucking Zeppelin fan yeah vocally the kids got the pipes yeah but he's not Robert Plant on stage. Yeah. Robert Plant had a thing about him, something about him. Jimmy Page had a thing about him. Yeah. Same with Bonham and John Paul Jones. And those kids are still growing up. They're like yeah. 16, 17, 18 years old. You know what I mean? They're still figuring life out, you know? And it's just... That, which um, is kind of exciting because, I mean, if they're if they're making the music they're making already... Yeah. You know. So my thing is don't... Don't call them Led Zeppelin. Right. Let them be Greta Von Fleet and figure out who they are and what they are, and 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 it, because it's a lot of pressure now. People you know, restrict are, them too. Yeah. Well, people are going to that show and they're like, okay, be Led Zeppelin. Yeah, uh, you know, I want to see this magnanimous singer come out and you know yeah. do his thing and. That's a big. They're big shoes to fill, oh, yeah. and they're gonna they're gonna cut their legs out from under that band before they even get off the ground. Have you um, have you listened to the Struts? Hmm. They're another band that remind me of that. They've kind of got this '80s glam, you know. Uh, yeah, the singer. But, I think Marty Fredrickson was working with that singer a little Luke, bit. He might have written some song. Yeah. He kind of has this Freddie Mercury ish yes, like yeah. swagger. Yeah. Kinda, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, it's only one album out. Uh, they just they just opened for the Foo Fighters here, which is. But it's it's weird. Like nobody's nobody's saying the Struts are the next Queen or the Struts That's are true. the next. That's true. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and and again, I don't have an issue with Greta Von Fleet per se. It's more about the press touting mm-hmm. them to be something, just, you know. 
it's just it's they're just such huge shoes to fill. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, Led Zeppelin was the fourth or third or fourth biggest selling artist of all of time. All, yeah. Of all time. Yeah. And for the press to be gone, well, oh, these kids came out. They sound like Zeppelin. They're led. They're the new Led Zeppelin. Right. No, they're not. Yeah. Give them time. And you know what I mean? And that's that's a lot of pressure on those guys too. A seventeen-year-old Yeah, totally. Year old They're seventeen-year-old like, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of, of of big shoes to fill, so, I mean, the Dead Daisies is, is is a band of, of guys with like tremendous experience. You know, played in bands like Guns and Roses and In Excess and your, yourself and Motley Crue and. Um, when you guys are writing, how, how do you how do you manage each other almost? You know, how do you make sure you're checking the egos at the door? And it, is that it, I don't know. It just does. Yeah. And we get into uh, look. We uh, you know we all argue. We have mm-hmm. disagreements. But I think the thing is, we're not 20 years old anymore. Okay. And, you know, I'm not having a temper tantrum because I'm not getting my way, or you know, Doug or Marco. We've kind of figured out, like, you know, it's a team. Um, you know, if I, and trust me, it's happened where I go, well, God, I think the song should be like this. And Doug, David, Marco, Dean, and Marty all said, no, I think you're wrong. Okay. You know, I went, okay. Mm-hmm. I, all right. If you guys say you're right, you know, if you're saying, you know, whatever, I get it. So we've all, you know, but I think that comes with age, you know right, what I mean? Okay. Um, you know, I think you figure it out, you know, and you just kind of learn to go, okay, I'm just going to give on this. It's not worth it for me to mm-hmm. argue over an E chord or whatever. So at the end of the day, I think um, I can't really say, I mean, I've done three studio records and a live album with the band and I'm happy with everything. So yeah. even on the battles that I lost, I think at the end of the day, the mm-hmm. guys were right. You know what I mean? So you just learn to figure it out. And I think a lot of it's got to do with age. Okay. Just the fact that we've been doing this for so long. So would you say that's the like you know the age and the experience and wisdom? Is that the biggest kind of difference in working with the daisies as opposed to the scream? or? Yeah, I mean, or I, it, it's with everything. Like people go, well, you know, God, you're almost 60 years old. How do you mm-hmm. still go out and sing? You know, or how do you, well, you know what? I kind of figured out through trial and error and mistakes that I've made along the way. You know, I, I've learned how to pace myself. Mm-hmm. I've learned to not drink all day long <laughs> and then get on stage and, and then stay up with girls until four or five in the morning. Right. Like I've kind of figured out, like I can, all right, tomorrow I have off. Yeah. You know, so tonight, whatever. I can go back to the hotel and I can let her rip. You yeah. know what I mean? And so you, you but it, again, it's just all growing and figuring things out as you go. And you, you learn how to pace yourself. You learn how to give in on arguments and, you know, and then there's some where you know, like I, I'm absolutely, I totally feel 100% strongly about this. Can we at least try my idea? Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And, and it's just, and the the guys way, it's, yeah, it's that. just wording and, but it's all shit you figure out as you grow, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? When I was 20 years old, I'd be like, fuck you, you know, fuck you, this is how I want it. Right, right. You know, and it's just... And then you've also got probably four or five other guys saying the same thing. Um, well, let me ask you, I, we're getting asked to, to wrap up soon. Um, we've talked about new bands and, um, and stuff like that. 
you kind of come from this era that was, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and now you, you know, now I yeah, you hear about bands that are that are vegans and they're drinking smoothies rather than than booze, and you know they're hitting the CrossFit gyms and every. What do you think the future of rock and roll looks like? Um, you know, to each his own. Yeah. You know, I still. I still love getting as late as much as the next guy. <laughs> right. You know, now I just do it with yes. my wife. Yeah. Um, you know, I still drink my Jameson yeah. uh, at night. I'll have a couple cocktails at night before I go to bed. Um, you know, again, it's just all in the pacing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. But I mean, uh, do you think it has any effect on the music, say? Do you think rock bands will be rock bands without that? And no, I, 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 think, I think that there's enough, you know, Listen, we're not out chasing skirt, and we're not doing, you know, we're not trashing hotel rooms, and I don't think it's hindered us any in any way with all the, the music on our records. Okay. You know, there's enough crazy shit going on in the news, and the one thing that's helped is the fact now, like you have stuff like the internet, so you're constantly yes. being fed shit all day right. long news you know ed king died yesterday or you know this you know there was an explosion in here and 22 kids were killed and you know and, and it's just all you know so you're constantly being fed things so there's never a shortage of anything mm -hmm. to write about but also i think when i was first starting out in the screen i was just writing about chase and tail mm -hmm. now i've gotten older and now the things that are important to me are um still yeah chase and tail but this is a big part too political stuff where you know the state of the earth or or you know terrorism or, or just you know whatever so you can there's plenty of stuff to write about so i don't think it's hindered us at all we're all married dads granddads you know does that does, Doesn't do you ever get how do your fans feel about the, you know the way your 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 outlook has changed do you ever I'm uh, honestly, this new record, Burn It Down, is. I mean, we're getting yeah, it's we're getting airplay. Yeah. We've had charted, a hit yeah, it, we've yeah. Char charted on a lot of Billboard charts all around the world. So I don't think it's hindered us at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, not at all. Absolutely. So um, it's it, you know, I, I I think the fans, fans, I I think at the end of the day, a fan can see through bullshit. Yeah. And we're just being real. We're just yeah. being ourselves. You yeah. know, what you see here, like, if you were to come to Nashville, yeah. you, I, this way you're going to see. Yeah. You're going to see me going to the store like John, this. No matter where you're going to see me going to a bar and having wings and, and tequila or whiskey with my wife right. while I'm watching an American football yeah. game. It is, you know, I it's am funny. what I am. I heard an interesting story from Corey Taylor once that... You know, the people, Slipknot fans were complaining because they weren't writing angry music anymore. And right. he said, look, we're married now. We have kids. We're happy. You're like, well, I can't write angry music when I'm not angry. You know? Well, I mean, <laughs> but I, on the other hand, you know, we're all married. We all have kids. We have grandkids, for God's sake. <laughs> and we just wrote Rise Up. You yes. know what I mean? So, which is a pretty angry song. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just... In a different context, though. You, That's not internal. It's angry with yeah, what's going on. It all on depends on where you... Put your head. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. All right, brother. Well, we're being told to wrap this up. It's yeah. Thank you very much. Sorry. We no, no. Thank you very much for, gotta, uh, for taking the time to do it. I really appreciate no it. No worries. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Good Thanks to see you. Have Enjoy a great show. show, eh? Absolutely.
Adamantium.